0: Hi everyone, Uh, welcome back to Manager IQ's manager interview series. Um, This is a place where we bring managers in, have a little bit of an understanding around what their experience is to date, share their hot tips and really get to learn from them so that we can actually share those learnings to you as the manager um, manager community. Um, we've got Barry Westgath here today, and we're so excited to have you, Barry. So, welcome. And I'll give a little bit of an introduction here. But um, you've had extensive experience in banking, both retail banking, business banking, and in credit. You've had over 10 years in leadership, which we can't wait to delve into today. You've also managed local branches. You've led teams of up to 15 branches, so managers of managers, which is really interesting. And you've been able to also lead a team of 40 um, banking teams, which is, um, or up to 40 people in those banking teams, which included four regional managers as well so very very big team there and it must have been quite a complex environment being in banking you've established new teams you've led teams through extensive change you've just had this real wonderful experience so welcome barry thank you so much for coming how are you today
1: i'm fine thanks lex thank you for including me in this series so uh, hopefully you'll get some insights uh, We'll see how how communicative communicative I can be as we go through this, eh? It's an unusual situation to be in for me, so uh, looking forward to it.
0: I know it really is and it is for a lot of managers who jump onto, you know the podcast or the interview depending on where you're watching this and um, i think the the best thing about it is there's always been loads of gems you know your experience is what it is and you will find that lots of people will resonate with it or have gone through some of the challenges that you've faced as well so it's always you know fantastic to hear from you and your experience but also understand you know like how you've overcome a few things because you know that's where the richness comes from as well Mm, okay good so first, Cab, off the rank, maybe you do you want to give us a little bit around, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, both, you know, professionally and personally, um, to give people a little bit of a sense of who you are.
1: Okay. Well, I've just finished up 42 years in banking, so I'm not currently in the workforce, but uh, considering what might be options in another few months, so I've just had a bit of a career break, I suppose you could say. I've retirement, but we'll see whether <laughs> that becomes permanent or not. Um, so, yeah, so 42 years is a long time um, mm. and um, been – it's been a banking has been a wonderful profession to be in it's been you know for me just the amount of change every day that, that I've observed and you know from from when we you know we didn't have a computer when I joined in, in banking so you know you can just understand the, the journey or perhaps try and comprehend wow. the journey that's been in over those years, and what the change has been, and, and, and when I you know, finished last year, how what a, what a different place it was to work, but still an exciting and vibrant place. And it's just constant change, it's been constant challenge. But, um, and again, I suppose also the, one of the challenges has been community perceptions of the larger banks, and by and large, I work with, with the larger banks, um, mainly with West mm-hmm. Bank Group, including Bank of Melbourne, um, and a smaller time with um, Bank West, which was. Um, a five-year journey before CBA came along and changed the world a little bit when they they took over Bankwest uh, back in uh, what year you have been two thousand and ten. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. been, a, been a great journey. I've I've, en- I've enjoyed banking um, over that that time. But having said that, I'm probably looking for if I went back into the workforce, I would perhaps look for something a little bit different. Mm-hmm.
0: And I can only imagine what that change would also be like, reg, 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 regulatory, I can't even say that word now, but all the different legislations and the different things that are required of banks now in comparison to what it would have been, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, as well as people, you know, people's expectations have changed. And um, there is a higher, I guess, responsibility for leaders and, and managers now just to deal with that whole complex nature of people, legal, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, all, all the... Uh, the, the... Occupational health and safety requirements, just as an, one example of some of the, the extra challenges you face, um, you know, I suppose the relationships we have with people well, from a personal perspective, nothing 's really bothered me in terms of how it 's had to change over the years, but you know I know some people have been more challenged with you know the some of the regulatory requirements that have been asked of them to to manage teams of people, et etc so it 's just been a constant change, and you just have to be adaptable uh, and, mm-hmm. and move with the times and make sure you understand what you, what's required of you and, and just work through it. And if I've always had the attitude at the point in time that I couldn't cope with that, I would have moved on. Um, fortunately, yeah. I've been able to change with the times and here we are all these years later, although I'm not in the, in the organisation now, I, I did move on for different reasons, not because I couldn't cope, but just needed a, a, a change.
0: It's such an interesting topic, adaptability and um, you know, the change management comes up a lot through, you know, management skills and practices. And I like some of the things that you said there around understanding what the change is, and I guess that would be understanding what the change is for you as a leader, for your people, you know, if the impact on the business, whatever it might be. But then okay, well, what does that mean from me? even a purely tactical, you know, how do you need to change the ways that you're working or interactions with clients or whatever it might be? And then working out is that change going to be positive to you as a person, you know, and whether you want to, um, I guess, even if you're upset about the change, but you can still get on board with it, or if you're happy with the change, fantastic, you know. So it's kind of getting through that kind of whole decision making and truly truly being curious around what the change is in the first place. so You have a true understanding so you can adapt to it. So That was quite interesting.
1: Yeah, I think, well, I suppose from um, around about 1992, with the exception of um, five years as a private banker and um, – couple of years in a a support role in head office I've been in leadership roles so just pretty take a lot of it for granted um and and you just roll with the punches and you know I I, I suppose my attitude by and large is just to be myself all the time be Mm -hmm. authentic you know and I think people aren't warm to that sort of leadership you just be be continuously honest with them um, say it as it is to them support and encourage all that sort of stuff has been my mantra and uh, and it's just my natural personality i've i've been um president of president of two different cricket clubs for a total of 17 years as well so i just tend to uh, you know move into those sorts of leadership roles because i I think i'm Mm -hmm. a a pretty easygoing, but equally i I never use the word dynamic to describe describe myself but someone who can you just just lead people give them support and direction and you know, i've learned over the journey if you if you embrace people you work with them you be yourself with them they respond mostly mm-hmm. in kind so i don't i've never i've never seen leadership in, in on a day-to-day basis i've never seen it really difficult it's a difficult mm-hmm. although that albeit there are a lots of challenges with different people on the journey that, that that make it can make it challenging from time to time so mm. it's are always easy but you know um You recruit and bring people into a business, you're never always going to be exactly sure what they're like when they get in there. And, you know, I've had to deal with a number of challenging people over the years as well. So, But by and large, you know, it's been, I think, my natural style's made it easy, but I've been Mm -hmm. able to adapt when it hasn't been.
0: Yeah. And I think that the blurb that you were saying around being authentic and, you know, and um, I, I kind of remember the, all the words you said there, we could almost cut that snippet out and have that as a tagline. You know, like I think it, that 30 seconds there was perfect in regards to how, you know, um, not just in practice, but even some of the um, the research that's coming out at the moment around how th- authentic leaders are actually getting a lot more success and really tr- truly being curious about their people and and being honest and so forth is, is really getting getting them to see some success, which is good for them themselves and for their people so I'll have to go back and maybe take that snippet at some point Barry sure. and
1: yeah well it's just a matter of treat people with respect and and uh and you get it back in spades normally for the majority yeah. Of people, so, um,
0: yeah I love that I love that so I guess if you think back on your career particularly when it comes to like management and leadership um do you think there was a key defining moment in your career um that you would want to have a chat through
1: um that's a good question um i was trying to think of probably one of the more difficult challenging periods i think that that to me that the challenge the most challenging times have been when when people you know haven't been able to respond to my style and they haven't been able to do what there's been expected of them and then you need to put them in a the process to either um, get them to improve, or help them to improve. Or get them to improve, help them to improve, or ultimately um, move on. And, and that's, that's provided some pretty challenging situations over the time with with various people about how they respond to that. Um, so it's probably you know the, they're the, they're the difficult times when you've got difficult people to deal with, and you know you have to you know perhaps I used to be use the expression you almost like have to be an actor. You have to act out a different role than what you used to. So you've yeah. got to, in a different mode and, and and change your perhaps your natural way of doing things and, and be very it's a very different way of doing things when people aren't responding as you'd expect them to be so and by and large I found that it's most of the time it's been people with, with bad behaviors that perhaps have been able to perhaps go on a little bit long and then have to check put that in check and and, and call a stop to it and bring them back into line or move them out of the business. So there have been the, the challenging times and, you know, I haven't had hundreds of them, but there's been enough in the journey to say, well, you know, that's that's been the times that, certainly from my position, they've been the most challenging times.
0: Yeah. And it's super interesting because, you know, a lot of the time that if it's someone not performing because they haven't been meeting expectations and um, sometimes they don't realize it for quite a period of time, because maybe they're not being provided with honest feedback along the way or some of their other managers in the past thought what they were doing was was really good or like you mentioned with the bad behaviors. Um, if it does go unchecked for too long, it becomes a huge shock to that individual that they have been impacting others in that way or they're being seen in that light because no one has ever had the um, courage to tackle the conversation. Um, and also I was listening to something this morning. I um, can't remember on Audible. It was a book and it was talking about how, you know, people's way that they were brought up and their biases and so forth, you know, make them behave in a certain way. So as leaders and managers helping us to ask more questions to try and understand why they're behaving in that way as well can be very helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, you've just, as I said, it comes down again to be the honesty that you have to be in, in front of people. And and look, there's been some times when I've probably let some stuff myself dwell a little bit longer, um, and then it can become even more confronting um, when if you leave it too long. So you've got to get the right balance between when do I face into a problem or or how long do I want to leave it run for? So yeah, yeah. So that's been probably over the journey, and I said I don't think it's been hundreds of those situations. there has been enough that the times challenge you and bring you, you know. Whereas I say you have to put a different hat on and and, and be perhaps not what you're natural at. Mm. Certainly not Not being aggressive or um, demand more demanding with people is often not what. Mm. what I'm used to I can normally get people to respond in kind to what I'm doing with them and working with them in a very supportive and cooperative way. And that's mm-hmm. probably ninety percent of the time, but there's there's some people don't always respond to that style.
0: Yeah, exactly. And,
1: and, and then take advantage of perhaps that style as well. So
0: yeah, that's such a good point, and um, this, the same book that I was listening to this morning, they're also talking about some people will respond in kind to the normal conversation, they'll understand, they'll pick it up and so forth, but others almost need like a sledgehammer, like, you know, like, and you have to be even more direct and, um, like you say, st- like sit outside your natural style because the message has to get through and you have to try and cut through in some way.
1: Yeah, well, ultimately, if you're not dealing with those situations, you're not doing your job, so you just have to buy into them, but... Yeah, you know, it's not, the, not always the easiest. There's some, been some really difficult people I've had to deal with. Um, yeah, that make it make it challenging. But then ultimately, when when you when I win the day or when you win the day, it it makes it probably uh, quite a a relief, I suppose, as much as anything else. So when you've dealt yeah, with exactly.
0: it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's such a good point around the fact that as a leader, that is your role, you know, and um, we used to say, well, we in my last role um, when I was also leading leaders and we would say our culture is only as good as the bad behavior that we accept. And are we happy to accept this behavior? And quite often we would say the answer would be no. And We are like, OK, well, we need to address this um, because we didn't want our culture to seep back because that's what other people who were around, who if they know that we're a part of a scenario where the bad behavior um, you know, occurred and we didn't do anything about it, then we were saying that that bad behaviour was okay, you know. So, yeah. kind of making sure that we give our courage to our people.
1: The behaviours you encourage are the ones you walk past. Yes. Yeah. To, that's not quite the right word in that saying, but I, that's, that's sort of what it means. If you, if mm-hmm. you just don't do anything with it, you're endorsing it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And there's so much stuff going on now with um, like going out about with bystander training and so forth more broadly with behaviours, never mind just within a team. So I think it's again, being understood a lot more now, which is which is really good. Well, let's move on. So when you first became a manager and leader, was there a, um, a certain scenario that occurred that helped you transition or was the reason why you transitioned from being like a, a technical expert into management?
1: um let me think i suppose i went from being a manager of, of credit um mm-hmm. in commercial credit back in you know this goes back a long time and um i was on a development program with the bank okay. And so there was just things just sort of happened back in those days there wasn't any real i mean the development program was designed to keep you moving up in your career so i went from being just one of the one of the team um i hadn't been in leadership role before and then i was made a branch manager um out in Molden and that was my first leadership role in banking and to be fair the, i don't remember any specific training for that or preparation for it it was just is the job and it's part of your development and the way you go yeah so you know i'm not sure that would happen quite the same this this day and age but it may well uh, so yeah it was just really thrown into the role and um I suppose in many ways learn on the the go we um, yeah it was just you know taking out of an admin role into that role in the branch network very different than what the branches are like today obviously but um, with a team of about 12 13 people Uh, Mm -hmm. um, yeah managing one of the busiest in branches in the network so it was it was a challenge but I can't really remember how I necessarily cope with it, but I, I did.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> and I got a promotion out of it within, within two years. So, um, you did all right. <laughs> I suppose, it, well, I don't, don't use this terminology too lightly, but, you know, it's just that it just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think of any, any, any specific leadership programs that I've been on. I, I will say one thing to anybody being an aspiring leader uh, and being in a career, and you want to have a career for any length of time, one thing that I've neglected poorly is self-development. Mm-hmm. And I look back on my career and think that's a big, big mistake. Yeah. You really think you need to put, invest more time in yourself outside of work in terms of your own development, and I wasn't very good at that. And, and I think in many ways my career could have been better if I'd had... Mm. Um, you know, I, I think I've done, I've achieved a lot, but I think I potentially could have achieved more at, at different levels if I had had that, taken the time to to improve myself. And so, if anyone does listen to this broadcast, Lex, like, so I think that's one thing. And I say yeah. it to my son, yeah. who's also in banking. <laughs> I don't think he's paying much attention to me, but anyway. <laughs> but I started to, but I've I said it to my staff as well. Just, find most, to improve yourself.
0: Yeah. I think that's such great advice. And, um, you know, it also doesn't have to be big development programs or stuff like that. Self-development could be, even if you're going through LinkedIn and you see a couple of really good articles that are going to spark a thought, you know, like that in itself is, you know, personal development. And um, I, um because we've got a dog, you know, I tend to try and listen to audible books or podcasts or stuff like that, fitting it into my day as well, to be able to get yeah. those little pearls of wisdom and to try and help being part of a mentoring group or group coaching or getting a coach yourself, like there's a whole raft of different ways that you can do your own personal development. And I do find that if I look back on my career, there's been certain times where I've needed it more than others. But then you can step in and, you know, if you can recognize it and you can really um, make a much quicker transition to where you want to get to next or you can evolve as a leader and as leaders i think we talked i think we might have talked about it offline actually is around you mentioned that you're playing golf and i heard the um the quote in this book this morning that leadership is like golf you have to just keep on at it keep on learning and Mm -hmm. adjusting your swing and and keep on adjusting your style because the world is changing a lot out there and you need to evolve i guess
1: yeah I, i think i was quite lazy in my own personal development through through that time and uh you know, and look, and I, and I reflect on it, and I think that probably I was at the same, roughly the same level for the last fifteen years of my career, doing mm-hmm. very little work throughout that time, and I didn't really aspire to want to go and do anything more. By the way, mm-hmm. um, I didn't get myself any, be- any any chance or really opportunity to do it anyway. I, I would never have been tapped on the shoulder because you know I was, I was do it, was I've always done a a really good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never put myself out there and say, "Well, I, I, I pushed myself to push my, up up to the next level." I was perhaps too comfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I
1: guess it's, I'm not. I don't sit with with regrets in in way. Yeah, part of me wishes I had it, but you know, I'm satisfied with what happened. But I know it could have been better mm. if I pushed myself more
0: yeah well thank you so much for the self-reflection i think that if even one person listens to that and starts to self develop you know do their own self-development in a more meaningful way it's going to be well worth the reflection so appreciate it so last question we've got for you is do you have any hot tips for managers out there i guess other than the self-development um that you would offer that will help them be better as managers or leaders or evolve or you know influence whatever it might be
1: um well, first of all, i got to back to my first point. just be yourself and be authentic to your people don 't let them down but don 't but equally don 't let them let you down either i mean mm-hmm. you you need to be there for them in the moments of need um, but you can 't spoon feed them and don 't expect that you can because it won 't happen, but you just have to give them the direction and at times the push mm-hmm. to do things differently and then if they 're not responding well then you 've got to be. You've got to be pretty quick to to adapt and change your style, mm-hmm. and you know go in and, and it, without ever being aggressive necessarily, but you just need to have those more honest, those really honest conversations more regularly. When someone be be bad behaviour, bad performance, not fit for the job, don't let, don't let it linger. You just really mm-hmm. have to work quickly because it'll only be to be your own leadership detriment, your own career detriment. You know, your, your own career will suffer if you're not jumping on some of the some of the challenges that you may face with some of your people you really mm. just need to be on it as soon as you see it's an any issue just jump on it yeah and, um, and i think too you know i've had situations where i've actually gone looking for some issues that i thought might have been there myself so be prepared to do that as well to you know some people who aren't being, weren't being honest and they weren't doing the right thing by themselves or the bank uh you know you just got to dig at times dig deep if you can solve a problem, look into it as well. Mm. I think that's a really important thing because I was able to, in, in a number of situations, bring things to a head with what people were doing they shouldn't have been doing. I, in a couple of instances, I could I, I could save them. Others, I, I could move them on from the organisations. Mm. So, um, it's just you've got to be adaptable uh, to each situation, but don't let things drift. Um, yeah. I think that's a real key part of being a leader. Uh, and as I said before, just the respect thing—show people respect, and you get it back. Yeah. So there are no real pearls of wisdom, Lex. I don't think it's just. <laughs> I just really think it's just really. I never found leadership difficult, except as I said, in the times when people were doing the wrong thing and then jumping on it quickly. That's yeah. What of my age clearly is.
0: I think that's great, and I I do think you're right. I I think that you talked a little bit. Of, I guess making yeah. like listening to your intuition, you know, like if something doesn't feel right, dig a little bit more and be more curious so because you might catch a problem before it amplifies or it gets really serious. And um, and also being able to have the courage and understanding that it is your job to jump onto those things quite quickly and follow up as well periodically thereafter so that people don't seep back, you know, into bad behaviors, you know, because yeah. I think that sometimes you think, okay, go, cool, I've done and it's, you know, I can shelf that, you know, but um, people can quickly uh, forget some conversations. Or understanding if you're not reinforcing certain things as well would probably be my add on.
1: Yeah. And I think the other learning is, is you're not always, in fact, you're going to have a lot of failures in your recruitment. You're never going to be a perfect recruiter because you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. I, you, I learned that very early on that, you know, don't be too hard on myself when someone doesn't work out like it expected to be because if you haven't made an error in your recruitment, you haven't recruited.
0: So, yeah. No, I think yeah. that's.
1: We think everybody comes in is going to be magnificent. Well, it's just not the real the real world. It's, yeah, made terrible selections. People just weren't suited to the roles at all, and you just have to deal with it, move it on, move it on, and and so on. but you you make this, you might make a different, another mistake. It might be a bit different, but you're never going to get it always right.
0: Yeah,
1: if you can get, I reckon almost this may sound a bit strange. If you can get sixty seven, sixty seventy percent right, you've done well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I believe in everybody, you know, like I believe everything everybody says to me in an, in an interview, you know, like and, you mm-hmm. know, like because they are, they're selling their best selves, you know, and sometimes they're selling, they know what you want to hear and so they're selling that and then it comes down to it as it maybe there's a lack of depth there. So it is certainly a challenge, but I think I agree. I definitely agree with you around, like, even if it's not the right decision, like making sure that the, the impact of that decision is not just left you know so that it gets worse and worse and worse you either get them to where they need to be or you know say maybe that's not the right you know organization for you so but just being bold enough to be able to say okay hand on heart this wasn't the right decision you know so
1: absolutely and you know said if you haven't made one of those decisions haven't, haven't recruited anybody
0: so. <laughs> I've, I've been there i've been there <laughs> but um barry thank you so much for your time and sharing with us your journey and your hot tips has been so fantastic i think um, people are going to get a lot of value out of it once they listen to either the podcast or you know or if they listen to it on linkedin or anything like oh. that so thanks very much